0: Welcome to the Healing Uncensored Podcast. My name is Sarah Small and I'm a life and success coach for empaths who want to create a thriving body, business, and life. Healing my own chronic illnesses as an empath led me to become fascinated with energy and more specifically all of the emotional, spiritual, and holistic healing modalities my doctor never told me about. I began to share my insights and journey online and over time built a powerful community and business supporting women who were also on the pathway to healing. Think of this podcast as your uncensored and no BS guide to navigating life, health, and entrepreneurship as an empath. You'll get no nonsense and totally holistic tips from me in real time as I navigate this healing journey right beside you. Now let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back for another episode. On today's episode, I have Amy Zoe with me. She is a modern day medicine woman and certified holistic health coach. We are going to be talking about so many things today, including restoring the belief in our power to heal ourselves and rebuild both our skin and body on a cellular level through things like food. Amy works and is on a mission to inspire women to reverse their chronic health conditions that have robbed them of their confidence, sensuality, and desire to live their dreams. We are going to dive in deep to the science of self-healing, how to build emotional resilience during chaotic times with health, which I'm sure many of you can relate to. And then we'll talk more specifically about how to naturally heal things like eczema and other skin issues. And as you all know, I've had my own journey with with skin issues as well. And then, oh my God, we are going to talk about the spiritual reasons behind taking birth control and clearing up acne, as well as fertility issues that you may experience after the pill, which is just so mind-blowing. You guys are going to love this. And talk about how to rebuild our skin and body on a cellular level through food, the act of cooking for healing the body, and so much more. So you're going to love it. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the show, Amy. I'm so excited to have you on today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I am so excited too.
0: So you are a modern day medicine woman and actually the the archetype of medicine woman is one that I've talked about on the the show before and I think it's something that we can all embody more of and I was looking at this post that you have on Instagram and I was like, yes, it was a picture of two separate bodies and it was the role of the patient versus the self-healer and how your body, I won't give it away, I'll let you answer this part, operates in different ways, whether you're f- like f- going on that path of patient or self-healer. Can you talk about the difference t-
1: for us? Yes, that image is really powerful. It's actually from a book about traditional Chinese medicine. Mm. And when I was a student at IIN, Integrative Nutrition School, that was one of the images that one of the lecturers, the instructors, brought up in his presentation and it just resonated with me so much. Yeah. You know, I feel like because of modern medicine, we have become so reliant on doctors knowing everything and we make an appointment when we don't feel well, we just wait, you know, for hours and hours in the doctor's office being being a patient, right? Mm-hmm. And they really view us as a machine they look at our body as a machine, as little gears, as separate, um, organs are separate. They they see them as separate entities and they don't look at it as a whole.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you have specialists that's like brain surgeon and you have your OB that is for, you know, all the female fertility and pregnancy and delivery things, but it's never holistic. So when I saw that image, um, you know, looking at one as being the patient versus the other as the self healer that just really shifted my mindset about how we as, you know, humans of this society and in this day and age is approaching our healing Mm -hmm. in general. Yeah. And I think, I think absolutely modern medicine is amazing for emergencies Mm -hmm. and they're absolutely, um, you know, like ways to engage with it. But if we were to create long-term health and well-being, it's really important to look at ourselves and believe in ourselves, as you know, and you talk a lot about, um, that we have this self-healing power within our own body that we can actually tune into
2: um,
1: without relying on doctors all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now I'm glad you brought that up because there is a time and a place for it, but uh, I see, and I used to do this myself where we're not even considering ourselves self-healing at all and only playing the role of patient when in fact we do have so much, we we are naturally self healing organisms. And in that image, it was, you know, the patient, like you said, where the doctors see more of the body as a machine versus the self healer and the body more as I think it was a garden. Garden. Yeah. Yeah. That imagery like I I was already coming to my mind, but I'd love for you to describe it.
1: Yes. You know, when, when we go on the self healing journey, I feel like inevitably, as we continue on that journey, we will feel more connected with nature. Mm -hmm. I feel that way. Um, When my mom started healing her chronic illnesses, um, she feels that way. She's more drawn to nature. Like before we're like, oh, bugs, dirt. Right, Um, Sweat in the sun. But now it's like all of these things are filling our body and recharging our body. And that is what that image is trying to articulate to us. When we see our body as a garden, we start to understand that everything is like an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. everything in our body has a place you know even the bacteria in our microbiome has a place right Um, and so everything kind of works in synchronization as an entire unit that creates balance because that is what a garden that's what this entire planet works off of this Mm -hmm. this delicate balance that creates life right the cycle of life and death life and death and transformation so it constantly regenerates Mm -hmm. And I think that is what how we want our body to feel we want we don't want to feel like oh it's going to break down on us at any time Mm -hmm. and we need to go get it fixed like a car right to the doctors we want to feel like okay we know what's going on we know how to garden our bodies because we know that is a delicate balance is an ecosystem and we have the tools to regenerate yeah
0: Yeah. it's so much more empowering and So, something you talk about is the science of self healing. And I have said on my show before, I definitely get into my like nerd dork out mode a lot. And when we talk about self healing, or what I mostly see on social media around being a self healer is more in the like spiritual side, more in the energy realm. And so I'd love to break this down for listeners to really understand there is science behind this and it's not overly complicated, uh, but I don't feel like it's talked about quite as much. So can we talk about the science of self-healing?
1: Yes. Um, So when I say science, Mm. I really just look at um, nature. Mm you know, like everything that we have actually developed through science is a study of nature
2: mm-hmm. in general,
1: right? Like if you have a man that, that challenges God to create a human being, mm-hmm. God would tell you, well, go get your own dirt, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because we can't, as humans, we're not at the same level as nature itself. Mm-hmm. So science inevitably is at the mercy of nature, the teachings of nature. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about the science of self-healing, we really just have to look at the science of nature,
2: mm-hmm. natural
1: healing in the natural world to teach us what the truth is, mm-hmm. right? So, so that's kind of where I go. And I tell people, um, and, and when you say energy, I feel like that is, a lot of it is science. It is. Right? It really is. So for instance, when you know the root cause, for instance, of your chronic condition, your body actually starts to recognize mm-hmm. what's happening on a cellular level. Mm-hmm. And it can create because of the of the way that you're thinking, the intelligence, the wisdom that is suddenly, you know, unlocked within your cells, that it could start to create its own antibodies. Its all its own immunity increase the immunity and actually target that root cause and help you heal Mm -hmm. so really it is about um all of this the metaphysical stuff uh, versus the physical stuff they're all part of it Mm -hmm. i i believe that's how i would put it
0: (laughs) yeah and like you said, they all play a role in self-healing. What are some examples of, of self-healing that you've either seen in your practice and your work or even in your own body that allowed you to play more of that empowering role in your life versus the patient who is more um, at, at the whim of external circumstances and instead the internal ability of the body?
1: Yes, it's really shifting my mindset, right? Mm-hmm. I love how you, um, you pulled out that example of, um, of the body as a machine versus a body as a gardener or a self-healer, mm-hmm. um, being a patient or a self-healer. Because once you have that mindset shift, you start to become empowered inside. Mm-hmm. Then you start to look for messages and you start to look for information mm-hmm. that will guide you along that path. And the more that you kind of explore, and the more that you apply, it's not enough to have knowledge of something, right? No, just knowing that. Okay, I think I could heal. It's not going to get you on that healing path unless you apply the knowledge, because applying knowledge is wisdom,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So ha- taking that action. So a lot of self healing needs to um, needs to be combined with knowledge and action. Mm -hmm. which creates the self-healing wisdom that take you one step at a time to kind of re to shift your entire being on a cellular level to kind of rewire um yourselves to 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 be to be Mm self-healing on 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 that level like literally on the atomic level Mm -hmm. so that's how i see it i i tell people there's really only two types of cells cells out there Cells that are cowards, and I call them c cells cells that are cowards, they complain a lot, right um, they cause chaos um, or cells that are champions they believe in you they they conquer mm-hmm. um, they they have confidence, right, mm-hmm. so you really need to choose which one are you going to be when you decide to go on a self healing path
0: yeah I don't know if that
1: answers your question oh, I
0: love that. I love the C cells. Uh analogy there of, of related to the mindset as well and so you use that word mindset and I'm, I'm sure people are curious about so we're naturally as I understand it self-healing organisms but how do we step into more of that self-healer role and that power in our life is there any actionable tangible things that we can do maybe around mindset to empower ourselves to heal even more
1: Yes, so I used to be really, um, I I used to just say, okay, affirmations are for people that just are, that just can't can't get their minds that they work. But I truly do now believe in affirmation more and more. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it almost feels like it's been, it's been played out by a lot of us who's on the spiritual path. But I do believe that there is power in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really important for you to believe in the things that you're saying, right? Like you can take someone's affirmation and, and make it your own as long as you feel it inside that that is something that you truly believe that can happen for you. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with our patience. And in, um, in addition to that, it's actually endurance and resilience on this path because mm-hmm. um, as my mom was healing with me and she she took on her own self-healing role she noticed that a lot of times when you're on a self-healing journey your your symptoms whether it's chronically physically mentally whatever it is gets a lot worse before it gets a lot better mm-hmm. so there's this roller coaster ride that you kind of have to go through and you have to be able to kind of pick yourself up and those are the point in the dip of that roller coaster ride that all the tools that you have whether it's meditation affirmation chanting prayer whatever it is that will restore that faith and trust that those are the things that you want to use to mm-hmm. kind of make sure that you stay on that path mm-hmm. and continue to embody that role of a self healer because mm-hmm. you're constantly trying to regenerate from from it
0: yeah can you talk about building emotional resilience during the chaos that is that roller coaster of a health journey like you said sometimes we take a few steps back or you saw your mother take a few steps back before she went forward and that can wear uh, i think on our psyche and on our our hope and our you know excitement to get better when we do feel like we're not consistently making progress at a steady pace forward, 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 or it's not fast enough or whatever. And how do we start to build that emotional resilience that truly helps us continue along this path?
1: I think the most important thing is to change our comparison to celebration. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times when we're on a healing path, we hear other people's success on their healing quite a bit. And and then and then we start to compare ourselves to whether or not, oh my gosh, why, why have they gotten this result and I haven't, mm-hmm. right? Versus if you change your mind to celebrating their success, I feel like that could actually accelerate mm-hmm. your success rate as well on this healing path. Yeah. It's about just coming together and healing faster together and obviously asking for support when you need to. Um, a lot of times, I feel like when we're self-healing, because you know, even the worst self-healing, it feels like, oh, we're doing it ourselves. We're not doing it alone, and asking for support is really important. So, so changing your mind, changing your perception of comparing yourself to the results that you anticipate or mm-hmm. seeing in others, to celebrating mm-hmm. the potential in you and also the success of others mm-hmm. as you're going. I feel like. That, for me, has been really, um, really, really helpful. Um, And a lot of other of the clients that I work with and students that I mentor, um, that's why we have a tribe. And I know you have your community, too. And that's why we're doing this podcast, because the more we talk about this, the more that we we show each other that it's possible that we have compassion for each other, and that that is when we we can actually heal faster or or, or have build that resilience that it's a muscle mm-hmm. it's a muscle it's hard when you're building it you're like in pain <laughs> yeah, right yeah, so I get it, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Hello my loves, I
0: am popping in for just a moment to let you know that this episode was brought to you by Beekeepers Naturals. Beekeepers Naturals creates amazing, clean, non-toxic natural products that they obsessively research, they do pesticide testing, and they support pollinators. And these are just a few reasons why I love this company, and especially the propolis throat spray. Y'all know that there is a little thing called Coronavirus. Going around and I've been doing so many things to just naturally support my immune system lately I went to acupuncture yesterday morning and stimulated some of the energy meridians related to our immune system But i've also been supporting it in more of a internal and physical way with things like the propolis spray Because it has just three simple ingredients. It is powered by b-propolis It is an incredible germ fighter and contains over 300 beneficial compounds including lots of antioxidants. I know I have a few travel dates coming up and this is going to be like literally in my pocket as I travel uh, so I don't get sick with anything regardless of what it is. So I encourage you all to give this product a try You can get 15% off your first order. Head over to beekeepersnaturals.com backslash healing uncensored or simply enter the code healing uncensored at checkout for your 15% off. All right, let's get back to the episode. So I want to just shift gears a little bit here because I really want to make sure we have time to talk about skin and skin health and skin healing. And it's something that I've talked to my community about and my own struggle with that. And uh, what I saw on your Instagram is you've had your own challenges with skin, though you are glowing today. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'd i love to hear your own journey with skin as well as how in, in your experience is the best way to naturally heal from any skin symptoms that we may be experiencing, whether that's eczema or acne, et cetera. Or
1: anything else. Yes, absolutely. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll rewind to talk about my own um, journey with skin. So it's interesting. I never actually had eczema in my life until um, probably after I graduated college mm-hmm. and I started working really long hours. And then I have flare-ups every other month, and these flare-ups are fine. I mean, they come, they last for a week. They would be all over my face, and I obviously can't see anyone during during that time, but they would go away, Um, but it isn't until probably around like eight or nine years later when I was in a really high stress environment, I was working for billion dollar e-commerce startups and I was running teams with like 20 people engineers. And um, it just keeps coming back. It was all over my eyes. It was all over my neck, different parts of my body. And I I was like, what is going on? I went to see all these doctors basically going to the doctor's Mm merry-go-round by seeing experts. They prescribe me steroids and different creams. There's a cream for my eye. There's a cream for my neck, right? Um, there's all these different protocols, and they put me on these allergy tests because they're like, "Oh, it looks like it's an allergic reaction." I was like, "I feel like it is too, but let's figure out what it is." And then they say, "Maybe you're allergic to gold." Um, <laughs> like I don't even wear gold. Uh, and my parents were humoring me. They were like, "Let's, oh." You know, my mom's like, "Give me all your gold. (laughs) You don't need it anymore." I was like, "I'm pretty sure this is not the right diagnosis." Yeah. Um, so that was a huge thing um, for me. I, you know, it's it it's difficult to wake up in the morning and look at your skin and have to think, okay, well, how many minutes do I have to to put on all the makeup Mm -hmm. to cover it all up before I feel confident to go out in the world and engage with people. Yeah. Right, there's, there's that self image.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I I feel like a lot of times we're like, oh, you don't look sick.
2: Mm-hmm. It's not
1: that bad. I've seen worse, right? And 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 that may be true, but f- for ourselves, that self image is really important. And we wear our skin as this like human meat suit every day. Yeah. And we see it every day. Yeah. Um. So that was that was what was happening to my body, and um, I I wanted a natural solution. Mm-hmm. because every time i stopped the steroids i would have withdrawal
0: back yeah mm-hmm. it comes
1: back worse and i was like this is not going to work this is not the long term solution i don't know what to do so i started playing around with my food i turned vegan the inflammation would be more manageable but it mm-hmm. never really truly went away mm-hmm. and a lot of the times i feel like um i have a t zone issue like your forehead would get really greasy and yeah. then like, the rest of your face is dry <laughs> and I was like what is going on what is
0: happening here yeah <laughs> how do I then, fix this
1: <laughs> yeah how do I fix this and then I was like I have to powder myself in the bathroom in the middle of the day if I work too hard during the day and use too much of my adrenaline so something is going with my skin and so I enrolled myself to become a health coach at IIN there's more information there but at, the, at that time one of the students told me about the medical media Mm. i I don't have you heard of him before yeah yep Mm -hmm. yeah so i looked into his information and you know when you're desperate for healing and when you're desperate for natural healing you want to try everything possible right absolutely yeah i i really resonated with his story his his story really did did feel to me comes from a place of compassion Mm -hmm. and um and heart and so i said okay well let's let's do this let's try it And his theory is very scientifically based, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about the science of um, healing, right, the science of nature, it's very simple. He said, you know, our bodies don't attack ourselves unless there's viruses and bacteria that is making our body their home. Mm -hmm. And that really resonated with me. I said, well, duh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that almost seems like it's too common sense. So I said, okay, let's just test this theory because I... I'm an engineer. I I have an engineering degree. And I said, everything that I do, I need to test the theory. I experiment, right? Mm -hmm. So I did it on myself. And I I cleansed my body. I used food only. And I taught myself basically food literacy from reading all of his books. And also, you know, I'm studying energy, Mm -hmm. um, studying all these different healing modalities uh, from school. And then I finally saw healing in myself. But it's fascinating, it isn't just about applying medical medium information and food. Like you said, Sarah, it's a lot about energy and your mind. Mm. Like, if I, did not, if I did not have the resilience in my mindset and it was a difficult journey, I don't think that I would have been able to heal my skin all the way.
2: Yeah.
1: And I say it time and time again, even with my students, the ones that take a little longer to heal. Um, usually are the ones who needs a lot more spiritual development Mm. to build that resilience, Mm -hmm. to have that belief, to pick themselves up when they're going low. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's my story. Mm -hmm. And um, I really do believe that for, for eczema, it's, it, it is a virus. It's a very patient virus. Mm -hmm. So when you're fighting something that is very patient, you have to be patient yourself. And I want you to know when I was healing my eczema, my acne came out as if I was a teenager. <laughs> it covered my entire face because mm-hmm. I didn't know that acne is caused by this bacteria called strep.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: best friends with the virus that causes eczema. Mm. So when you're healing your eczema, this whole healing process, like I said, like you kind of have to turn into a monster before you can have the glow as a beauty.
0: Mm. <laughs> that patience like you said it's it's i resonate that in that it there's been moments there's been days there's been weeks there's been months at a time where i've woken up looking in the mirror and been so frustrated and not wanted to be seen by the world and i was in the middle of you know i'm even right now in the middle of a detox and the skin seems to you know like things purge through your skin and oh man, it, like it's not easy, it takes resilience, but leaning into the patience of this is my body getting rid of something, and eventually this is going to like clear itself out of my system as long as I'm, you know, doing the right methods of clearing, that there's like a light at the end of the tunnel and that eventually it is going to clear itself up. But when you're in the, the like depths of it, gosh, it can be so hard. So challenging for your confidence.
1: It really, really was for me too. I had family members who would see me at family gatherings, but they would not, they would be afraid to tell me to my face that my skin looked bad. So they would be telling, you know, like <laughs> either my mother-in-law or my mother, and then they would eventually tell me. And now, now you, you know, you see that my skin is, is healing really well. And, but, but that phase was, it's, it's almost like you're changing your skin. Yeah. I have students that. um that sends me photos of their eczema, and their eczema was way worse than mine, covering mm-hmm. their entire body, and they're going through topical steroid withdrawal so badly that they actually had to take time off from work mm-hmm. because they physically cannot go outside. it looks like reptilian skin just like coming off like
0: a snake yeah I've seen some pictures of people that have posted like that withdrawal from especially like a steroidal cream and your skin like you said reptilian it flakes like crazy and it's painful as well I mean I went through my own skin healing journey part of which was eczema part of which was cystic acne part of which was melasma and I still go through part of this but was originally just given that option of like steroids, 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 steroids. Here's a cream. Like you were saying, here's a cream for your under your eye. And here's one for your neck. And here's one for, I had it on my stomach. So there was like a different cream for my stomach. <laughs> and oh my gosh. But to find a more of a natural healing path ultimately not only helped me see sustainable lasting results that didn't depend on putting a cream on my body every day, but, uh, you know, also got to the root of what was going on. And so you mentioned three things that stood out to me so far, which is, you know, if there's a pathogen that your body's attacking or, or causing or even interplay of different pathogens, like you're saying, like strep and, um, did you, did you say E B B? Yeah. And then the mindset of, you know, I, the resilience of healing the patience around healing, the ability or the belief to say, I, I know I can heal, uh, and then changing your, your food and your dietary needs so that you're not causing maybe more inflammation in your body. Yeah. So are those kind of the three main pillars that you use to heal your skin as a, as a entire protocol?
1: Yes, it is. Um, And it all starts with the liver. I think like, if we want to just also break it down even further, um, like your liver is, is, is using your skin as Mm -hmm. a secondary detox center. Yeah. So if we wanna just start by loving our liver and doing all of those things around the liver, then everything else as an entire unit of your body will start to kind of um take command. Mm-hmm. In Chinese medicine, they say the liver is the general mm-hmm. of your body. Mm-hmm. It is literally so so imagine if you were eating food that is like you know heavy in grease lots of protein lots of fat right lots of meat mm-hmm. and and I still have a lot of people that still eat meat it's just a smaller a way smaller amount than they what, the, what they used to eat
2: mm-hmm. imagine
1: you're drinking alcohol you're partying all the time your liver is literally this fat general that's just sitting on a ton of trash Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's not going to be doing a lot of work and getting your organs and everything else in your body orchestrated to work Mm -hmm. well with you and that's why you're seeing all of these things like coming out from your skin Um, so that's really important to know and I think another thing would be just your lymphatic system Mm -hmm. and when you're healing and detoxing really really hard um, depending on how your lymphatic system works and how it flows, it could determine how much you break up, how much you are reacting and flaring up. So just kind of noticing all these different ways that your body work together, mm-hmm. um, like you said, with the food, with your mindset, mm-hmm. uh, and, and just with the knowledge that mm-hmm. you are fighting against some of the most patient and nastiest pathogens on mm-hmm. this planet then, then hopefully you would be able to kind of win the battle. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a pretty long battle, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but if you're determined, I know that, I know that we can do it. Yeah.
0: Like everyone can heal their skin. Everyone's body when, you know, given the right nutrients and the right environment can heal their skin. And I know I'm somebody who thought that that I couldn't at one point in my own skin healing journey. I just thought, oh, well, this is just going to be the way my skin is forever. And I really gave up hope for a period of time until I eventually found a practitioner who could help me figure out the pathogens that were causing the breakouts. And, you know, what I'm hearing from you is it's really an integrative approach. It's like if you just get rid of a pathogen, but then, you know, are eating super greasy foods, well, then you're probably still going to break out or have the inflammatory eczema. Or if you, you know, just change your mindset and you have a freaking top notch, amazing mindset, but you still have a pathogen in your body. Like that's not going to like be this
1: integrative approach of really looking at it from multiple angles. Yes, absolutely. I it's funny because I have so many um, spiritual um, healers mm-hmm. that are attracted to my content and and, and my message,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I would you know engage with them and see what they post and obviously um, you know love them back, share my love back with them. But a lot of times they would associate some of our physical symptoms to messages that they're receiving from the spiritual realm and. And when I look at those two together, sometimes I say, well, you know, if it's been a chronic thing that you're experiencing, like ringing in your ears, right? Mm -hmm. Or having a migraine, um, like those are actually signals that your body's trying to send you. Yeah. That you need physical healing, not just spiritual healing. Yeah. Right. So you're absolutely right about the fact that we have to recognize that there are, we live in a heavily toxic world because we 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 have processed everything yeah because of consumerism Mm -hmm. and convenience right and capitalism all these Mm (laughs) seas um and every 10 years our pathogens get stronger and stronger and stronger Mm -hmm. and we have to understand that um we have to stay clean Mm -hmm. really right? Mm-hmm. On the physical level. So then we can stay clean on the spiritual and um, metaphysical mental level as well. So mm-hmm. it's it's all, all of it. Like you yeah. said, absolutely. Okay.
0: I really want to talk about this because I also saw a post in your feed that like, I, I was just so excited. I had never heard this perspective before and it was around birth control. And so you posted oh, yeah. about, and I, I like, I feel like every woman listening is going to resonate with if they ever went to a doctor and said, I have issues with acne, birth control was like, there's a high percentage that birth control was a, was a, yeah, option. Oh, just take birth control. It'll clear up your skin. And then they take the birth control regardless of whether they're taking it for literal birth control reasons or just skin issues to try and, you know, get that glow and get that, that clear skin. But what you talk about in, in the post is like, You can tell the story, but there's spiritual and physical reasons around why that would clear up your skin but then also what we're seeing now more and more I think in like my generation is That women who come off the pill are now having fertility issues and not able to Become fertile or get pregnant as easily as they would like Can you break this down for us because it is blowing my mind. It is so fascinating. (laughs)
1: It's so funny. Um you know, some of my content I create because um my students would tell me that blew my mind. <laughs> like I didn't know <laughs> that, that. I didn't know that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I was like okay, yeah, I could I could definitely um post about it. I, I didn't know
2: that. <laughs> I'm so
1: glad you did. I was like yeah, is, I so want to talk about this. Yeah. So I just listen to what people are telling me and I said, okay, yeah, I could talk more about that. I, I absolutely can. So um We, we in general, like I said, live in a very toxic world. And one of the toxicity that we put in our bodies are literally pills that's made in labs. Yeah right? That we put in our bodies. Mm-hmm. And I know they're made with an intention of achieving a certain result, yes. right? But when we're using it in a long extended period of time without understanding the consequences, mm-hmm. then we, we are creating an environment inside of ourselves mm-hmm. that can, that will actually disconnect us from our ability to create life mm-hmm. within us, mm-hmm. literally in this sense with the pill. Yes. So, One thing is when you're taking the pill every day that you're taking a pill on the mindset level, it's really important to understand that you're telling your body, I don't want to create life. That's
0: it. Like, Like, just
1: wait, hold up. Because that is
0: like, everyone let that sink in. Like, yes, like it seems like you're just throwing a pill down the throat with all the other supplements or whatever at the same time every day. On the more emotional, mental, metaphysical level, you are. You're telling your body, I don't want babies and I don't want to reproduce and like, I don't want to create life. Yeah. Like, I I have like, you know that little like mind blown emoji? That's like what my face looks like (laughs) right now.
1: It's so true, right? Because our our, um, our thoughts create our actions and our realities, right? Mm-hmm. So every time that you're taking that pill, there's an intention behind it. Like, why are you doing it? Right? Yeah. So you're training your body to just kind of be like, okay, well, I don't want a baby. I don't want a baby. I don't want a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do have a um, meditation teacher that guides me on all of this stuff. So when I talk about these findings that I have mm-hmm. about um, how the mind works and what we're doing to our body on the physical level, she said, okay, well, you know, if you really don't want to have a child, you can switch that mentality and say, I am happy being child free, mm. right? Instead of, I don't want a child. I don't want to create life. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you want to, cause different, different phases of your life can, you can enjoy not having a child. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm thinking. It's like when yeah. I was on birth control for like eight years, I was, I don't want a child. I don't want a child. I don't want a
1: child. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but eventually that started to shift. Right. And that wasn't the way I, the mindset I wanted to keep forever.
1: Correct. Exactly. So what happens is like when you want to switch that mindset, your body needs a time of adjustment. Mm. So a lot of times people are trying and trying and trying and they're not getting you know, pregnant or they can't conceive. There's a mental thing that you have to shift yourself into and then your body's like, oh, okay, now you want one, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the, on the physical level, your body also needs time to recover, Mm-hmm. from, uh, from, from the artificially trained cycles that, you, yeah. have and to, synth,
0: you know, um, synthetic um, hormones that are obviously having some reaction in your body. Correct. Correct.
1: And that's what's happening too. When people get off the birth control, their skin breaks out. That's what's happening too, because it's artificially telling your body something that is suppressing that is, that is just basically hiding all of the bacteria from the strep, right. Mm-hmm. With, with the acne under the rug until you pull off the rug and and now it's coming back out right mm-hmm. so you're you're just really putting a band a lot of these pills and things like that are are just a band aid
2: mm-hmm. on
1: top of what is really going on mm-hmm. and when you rip the band-aid off you, you you see that your wound is still not healing mm-hmm. and there's still a healing path that you have to go you're basically just delaying life
0: <laughs> so and you talked about I think it- so as far as the acne and a reason why, you know, birth control is sometimes prescribed when people are having breakouts to help calm the skin, skin down, but on an internal level, it's like going back to the liver and the general that you were talking about before, where it's, it's more just like storing and holding to the pathogens or the bacteria yeah. And then when you go off the pill, you're like, oh my God, why is my skin so angry? What's happening? Like, why am I breaking out worse than I ever have before? And it seems like it's more just like the general releasing all those little fighters to now yeah. be released, whereas it was more suppressed while you were on the pill. Am I getting that, that
1: right? Yes, that's right. Because when you're taking things like even the serra creams, right, or like, you know, putting it on, you're basically telling your body, okay. You don't need, your immune system, Mm -hmm. you're turning off your immune system. That's what it is. Because our immune system is the reason why we flare up. It's putting on a fight. It's trying to get rid of stuff Mm -hmm. for us. Right, mm-hmm. that's why we have the pimples that are you know red and swelling up. Um, that's why we have the eczema that's flaring up. So same thing with the pill, just as as steroid creams, is basically telling our immune system, no, nothing's wrong. Don't worry about it, mm-hmm. right? And everything is good. It's creating like a placebo effect in your own immune system that thinking that everything is fine. Mm-hmm. So nothing is happening in your body. Um, so a lot of times when um, when I uh, when people come to me and say, well, you know, that person has perfect skin and they don't need to go through all this healing protocols. And I'm feeling way worse than I had before. And I said, well, you don't know what's going on underneath at all. You don't yeah. know what they're taking to suppress the symptoms that eventually will build up over time. Mm-hmm. And once you rip the band-aids off, or once you get off that medication, um, all hell's going to break loose. And it's going to it's going to take you way longer to heal at that point. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to build up way more resilience to get through that at that point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what's the saying? It's like, comparison is the thief of joy. And I used to compare my skin progress or, or, going in the opposite direction, you know, getting worse to other people's skin all the time, Amy. And it was just exhausting and it like hurt my heart and it did, it did steal my joy. And I think we have to realize that we're all on our own individual path and to really resist that urge to compare where, you know, you think you are compared to somebody else. Cause ultimately we don't know what's going on inside their body.
1: Yeah. Yes. I I absolutely agree with that. And that's why I, I like, you know, that's why when one of my students that I just quit, like quit my job for a couple months Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to focus on myself. Mm -hmm. Like that was the bravest thing that I have ever heard to Mm -hmm. say, okay, I'm just going to focus on myself, not have to feel like I have to put on a show and really just let myself, my body heal. Yeah. I'm that it needs. Like that is the most courageous thing Mm -hmm. anyone can do. Mm -hmm. right
0: Another thing you talk about too is, in that healing process, rebuilding our skin and our body on a cellular level because we do have turnover. And I, I think as I understand it, there's like a general turnover of skin cells. That's like every four to six weeks, I believe, but also we're all individuals and that's probably going to look different in each of our bodies, even like how quickly our eyelashes grow back and fall out and, and our hair falls out and grows back, etc. But can you talk about how we can rebuild and we do have that cellular regeneration and turnover in our body and how food supports that rebuilding?
1: Yes, absolutely. So um, I really love how medical medium talks about the three, six, nine. So when we're talking about regeneration of anything, we could think we could kind of divide it into the three, six, nine period. Like okay. that is three weeks. Like I know you have a 21 day, you know, self-healing um, block. like right? that's three weeks. Like that's my number. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that's the quickest one at least. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, And then there's the six and then there's the nine. So you can do a three three, you know, like three weeks, six weeks, nine weeks, you could think about it that way. Mm-hmm. And you could do three months, six months, nine months, and you could do three years, six years, nine years. Like mm-hmm. that is how, that's, that's the cycle in general that we're working with, the rhythm of nature. Okay. So breaking it down in that way will help you out wherever you are in the healing journey, whether you want to work with time, you know, on the year versus days versus week or month kind of level. Mm-hmm. So that's one. And then using food. So it's interesting that you say this because food has intelligence and vibration and consciousness um, mm-hmm. on its own mm-hmm. so when you take a look at the different foods and the energy that it contains and when you're consuming it you're literally taking on that energy so why not be smart about what type of energy we are taking on into ourselves right so for instance um, I know when I was studying um, static, um food and healing modalities which is a very it, which is even more traditional than Ayurvedic um, pra- practices in, um, in India, they talk about how you know the emperors and the warriors would eat meat mm-hmm. because those are highly adrenalized food sources. Mm-hmm. And their job needs the adrenaline in order to rule, in order to command, in order to lead. Mm-hmm. So it was fitting for them to eat that. But if you are a monk who is, uh, you know, about teaching, about sharing wisdom, about, you know, meditating and connecting with the metaphysical, you want to be eating foods that are of higher vibration, potentially, Mm -hmm. that is less adrenalized. So that would be foods that are like fruits vegetables right um, or maybe even fish instead of um, beef or, um, or or pork mm-hmm. so those are the different levels of energies that we can kind of play around with mm-hmm. when we're viewing food as energy that we are taking in because they have information and they actually go inside and train ourselves mm-hmm. to match their vibration
2: mm-hmm. and what
1: they and their intentions right so so I personally like to kind of look at um, my healing and my daily intake of food based, based on that.
2: Yeah. Like, well,
1: how much do I want to regenerate? What, what type of foods will help me help my cells regenerate faster mm-hmm. when I need to? Well, if foods are more grounding for me, when I need that, I, I would eat more of those like vegetables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just using logic like that and, and, and simplifying it down to the fundamentals um, principles. Yeah.
0: I think we're as a, as a society, as a population as a whole, starting to lean back into what, what our ancestors knew, which is food is medicine. But to me, like what you're saying takes it a level deeper is not not just food is medicine as in it has all these macro micronutrients and minerals and that like literally fuel our body to keep us alive and keep us well, but that the food we put in our body also has a frequency, also has a vibration or an energy that we as, I mean, empaths are listening, sisters, like you, if you absorb the energy of people, you better bet you're going to absorb the energy of food you literally put inside of your body as well. Yes. And so just being even more conscious of what the vibration of our food is, not just what the cal- calories are inside of a food or something and that to me is a more more holistic view as food as medicine and the way that it can support that cellular cellular rebuilding and turnover in our lives and our bodies and our skin etc and you also mentioned uh, cooking cooking as like this healing act as well Uh, to me it's almost like it's therapeutic in many ways can you talk about that
1: Yes, absolutely. So it's interesting because as I was healing with the medical medium protocol and for all the people who listening, who is doing this stuff, I don't know if you guys can relate to me, but I was eating a lot of raw foods and salads, and making spinach soup and smoothies. And I come from a culture and heritage that loves warm foods. Yeah. So I think there was a, and it's interesting because um, I'm 38 weeks pregnant right now um and the first 14 weeks of my pregnancy I have food aversion I couldn't eat the raw diet that I was eating that I was healing my skin and all the chronic illnesses from and so I started to to just revolt like even stepping into the kitchen and making these foods because like my senses were so heightened Mm -hmm. and And I started to recognize that a lot of my clients and students tell me, I can't just eat this stuff all day. Like I started to connect with that a lot more.
2: Mm. So
1: I got myself into the kitchen and I started experimenting you know, the, tr- the, the transformational power of adding heat, right? And how my body's reacting to that, how much, how far can I take that while still healing,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: And still enjoy my food and actually work with my senses and respect what my body is telling me at the time and not just blindly following a protocol that I, that I believe that is healing, that I need to follow it, you know, really strict to, to the T, right? Because when you have restriction, in any part of your healing, whether it is you just following a protocol to a and T and saying no to all these other things or, or whatever it is, like energetically restricting in your space, like you're not going to heal. Like that's just it. When you have a blockage anywhere, when you, mm-hmm. when you, when you push things away instead of inviting things in, then that is when your spirit says, no, I don't, I don't want that. It feels, it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. So, and so that's why cooking has been such a magical practice for me because it removes all of my blocks on the physical level. All of the stories that I had about um, different ingredients, doing different things to my body, uh, different ways of cooking being creative, like it slowly rewrote all of those stories for me Mm -hmm. over time as I was working with the food. And I started to have so much love for the process. Mm -hmm. and you were saying how everything is energy like i actually do look at the ingredients and who actually produced it the story of the family on the farm you know i actually do imagine how the food is being handled in the production process because everything down from the planting the seed to the harvesting to the production of it it's absorbing energy Mm -hmm. so so i translate that into my kitchen and Mm -hmm. cooking and how it's become this practice of literally just charging my food with so much love, creativity and loving myself for it in the process mm-hmm. and not feeling like um, healing with food is a chore, that it takes a lot of time, that is restricting, that I have to do this in order to achieve this result. So like just getting rid of all of those stories one by one by taking action.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that, well. that's how I view cooking. <laughs>
0: That's probably really different than a lot of people view it, but such a beautiful way to transition into that connection to food where it's it's not a restrictive relationship and it's one that Is so healing, and you're like to me. The connection is the word that's coming up. You're deeply connected to your food, and grateful for the food that is that medicine energetically and on a more physical level that you're putting into your body. And just how much more healing and magical that is for for our body. So I thank you. Thank you so much Amy. Thank you for being on today. Is there anything else you want to share and also where can we find more about you and the the things that you have to offer this world?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, you guys can find me on Instagram Amy the Medicine Woman and I just released my first cookbook which is an unconventional way of cooking because I teach you how to actually work with all your physical senses. Mm cooking. And that's another thing that I wanted to, you said, if there's anything else to add. I do want to add that because um, I feel like because we live in a world where the technology is so advanced, right? Everything that we want is created for us, whether we go to a restaurant or and everything is packaged nicely for us or go online and, you know, all the information is there, right? Um, but with cooking, a lot of times we get a recipe book. And, It just gives you like a hundred recipes and then you're done with maybe like two or three of them and you put it away. And, and at the end of the day, you're like, well, what did it teach me? Did it really teach me how to cook? Did it teach me that we eat first eat with our nose that we can actually cook with our ears, right? Like all of these senses that we are gifted with in this physical body, Mm -hmm. we can actually activate them when we're in the kitchen because it's an entire sensory experience. It's even more advanced than um, painting mm-hmm. an oil painting as an, as an artist because you're, you have to use visuals you have to use your ingredients you have to use color you have to use your nose your mouth your taste like everything mm-hmm. in order to create something that is satisfying especially mm-hmm. um, if you're a plant-based diet <laughs> so yeah so I wanted to point that out my cookbook is out it's taking me a long time to kind of get that and it's just the digital version but but it teaches you how to kind of Hold those elements together and design a dish and create variations of it. Mm. So then you can actually be more intuitive with the way that you create and work with your food. Um, oh, so you can find that on my Instagram as well. Um, and I think that's probably the only thing that I have to offer right now because I, I'm about to give birth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a child. And so if there are any moms out there hanging out with us today, you can also follow along that journey. It's, kind of, it's really fun. First time mom doing first time things. Uh, so.
0: Congratulations. And thank you so much. And yeah, you guys go check out Amy's Instagram that we'll also link to in the show notes. And this cookbook sounds very unconventional and the way that you put it together in a way that really educates and empowers people to use those intuitive senses in the kitchen that uh, I'd love to see more of us come back home to those roots when we we do step into the kitchen, when we do make our meals. Thank you again.
1: Thank you so much, Sarah. It's such a pleasure.
0: Thank you all for tuning in. As always, I appreciate your time, your love, your reviews. It means the world to me. And I hope that you leave after listening to this today just feeling empowered by your body's self-healing abilities, natural self-healing abilities. I'd love to hear what you learned from this episode. Feel free to tag me or DM me over on Instagram at the underscore empowered underscore empath. Have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon.